DeMar DeRozan and the Chicago Bulls have reportedly had extension talks, even though we've kind of already heard that at Media Day. We're going to dive deeper into that today and ask the question, should the Chicago Bulls actually be extending DeMar DeRozan? Zach Levine has also made his thoughts on the trade rumors even more clear. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sir Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform that we are. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And we're still gearing up, getting ready, preparing for uh, the next preseason game from the Chicago Bulls against the Denver Nuggets that's going down Thursday. But between now and then, going to leave a lot of room for speculation and articles with things. And so Jamal Collier of ESPN, uh, you know, he reported yesterday that the Bulls and DeMar DeRozan have had preliminary talks on a contract extension. Now, one thing with that being said is that we, you know, finding the value in that contract extension is always going to be the most important thing with DeMar DeRozan and the Chicago Bulls. I'm sure DeMar, when you look at his contribution since he's come to the Chicago Bull, he's been an all-star both years he's been here, right? And even though he's potentially on the decline, which you you almost always want to bet on a player over 33 at some point hitting a decline, but DeMar DeRozan just seems like the type of player that's going to keep defying that. So that is something that the Bulls are going to have to look at and try to gauge with these contract extension talks, right? I will say this, and this is my personal opinion, and we'll, we, we can talk about it. I want to hear from you guys with this. I don't think that there's any way, shape, or form that the Chicago Bulls should give him the max that he can get in the contract extension. I think he can get upwards of about $190 million, I believe, is the last number that I read. And while DeMar, you cannot deny what he's been, what he's meant to the Chicago Bulls, this is still a team that if you give him a max level extension, right, on the four years, that just, to me, is too much doubling down on this core, a core that unless you're getting another star-level player here, at some point in time, this team's, you know, their ceiling is still going to be first, second round, unless the young players really do develop and hit that. We saw some positive signs of that from Kobe White and Patrick Williams in the initial preseason game, so there's that as well. But, like, I just look at it and say, I love DeMar. I love what he's brought here. It looks like it's $179 million over four years is the max contract that DeMar DeRozan should get that would that would sit, sit lock him in until the age of 39 with the Chicago Bulls and like I said I'm not necessarily against DeMar DeRozan getting an extension with the Chicago Bulls but I think that number has to be right for the team we've talked about the next time that the Chicago Bulls can have significant cap space is in the summer of 2025 right and that is probably your next time of making a big move on this roster as far as like hoping to you know, get a free agent, right? Make some trades, really kind of open up things to to maybe, you know, after you've seen another couple of years of this to really make a pivot. You've gotten, you're going to get years of seeing how your young players are developing and what they really are at that point as well. And I really personally would not want to extend at the max DeMar past 2000, the summer of 2025. So, you know, for me, I'd be willing to give him his the max level of money that he can get per year, but on a two year, on a two year deal, maybe a two plus one. But that full four-year four year max at $179 million, I just, I don't see it. I don't think that that's the, that would be the best value or choice for the Chicago Bulls. And that's nothing against DeMar and what he brings, but that is about the ceiling of what this team is. And unless things change this season, right? And the, the benefit of it is, as well as with DeMar being a veteran, he's not locked into the same 
deadline date as a Patrick Williams, right? Pat, I think, has to be extended by October 27th, something where, somewhere up in there before the official start of the regular season. DeMar, you can technically extend him on the last, the final day of the regular season. As long as you do it before the first day free agency opens, you can extend him. So, you know, the Bulls can take the full year to really evaluate where this team is, uh, who's taking the step, right, if that aggression from Patrick Williams is consistent. If they see anything from Julian Phillips, if Ernalot Bittem shows them up, Bittem, I got I to gotta adjust my thinking on how to pronounce his name. If Ernalot uh, shows a lot down in the G League to where they think he's going to be a big part of that Chicago Bulls future at that three position as well, you got to factor those type of things in. So, you know, that's the, the type of thing that I think the Bulls should look at when it comes down to extending DeMar DeRozan. He's meant so much to Chicago. He's talked about what Chicago means to him being here in the city and things like that. And, you know, while he has his distractors, right, and people who just don't like him, which some people try to lobby me in just because I think that the Bulls should explore other things with using DeMar DeRozan's contract and thing like that. But, like, you can't deny what he is, and he's a consistent calming factor for that Chicago Bulls team. And if he does adjust very well to this new style that the Bulls are trying to play where they're moving the ball around more and he can't be as ball-dominant and not as ISO-heavy as a team, if he adjusts to that well, then, you know, what's the harm in extending DeMar DeRozan? I just think that you have to get it at the right number because you have to be looking at what you also are going to need to do and can do to maintain flexibility for this team. And if you extend DeMar at that full max for the full number of years and Patrick Williams as well, if he does show and gets that full extension he can get as well, that really limits what the Bulls' spending power can be in 2025 that summer. But again, they got DeMar, they got Zoe, they got Alice Caruso technically in a year where they had no cap space as well. So maybe they feel confident in them being able to do some things. Also, maybe DeMar DeRozan locking him in is a big part of that. So, you know, I, I try to see things from both sides and perspectives when it comes to the DeMar DeRozan extension. I do think it's still more likely than not he's going to get one here in Chicago. But I'm going to throw it over to you guys. What do you guys think? Do you think DeMar DeRozan gets a contract extension here with the Chicago Bulls? And do you think it should be for that the full years at the max level money? Or do you think that, you know, if you give him the four years, try to come down off that max, maybe if you can convince him to stay for maybe the four years, 150 instead of 179 million, right? Maybe it's something like that. Let me know what you guys think on that. I'd be interested to hear, you know, the Bulls Nation's take as far as DeMar DeRozan's pending contract extension and what that perfect number of years and money is for the team when you're considering also the future flexibility of this team. Unless, you know, maybe they are. Maybe some Bulls fans are more willing to lock in with this core and just say, bet, we're locking in with this core. We have our own first-round picks every year after we uh, have the last one that's going out to the San Antonio Spurs in 2025. And you just say, hey, lock in with this core. Uh, develop the Dalen Terrys, the Patrick Williams, the Kobe Whites, the Io DeSumos, the Julian Phillips, the Odalot Bidums, the Thomas Nagos, the Justin Lewis, right? Like tons of young players here that we could develop, especially now with our player development team and still add, you know, young players on top of that. So maybe, maybe you look at it that way. Let me know what you guys think on that down below. But one of the things also over the summer was the constant Zach Levine trade rumors. And, you know, he talked about it at media day. He had an interview again with Jamal Collier, again with the, with ESPN, and he said this, my camp isn't putting them out. I committed to the Bulls when I signed my five-year deal, so until I'm not, I'm committed to the Bulls. I've always brought professionalism and consistent play. That's what I'll continue to do. I love Chicago. I always wanted to be in, in a place that wanted me, and Chicago showed me that, but obviously trade rumors are a part of the business. Are they wanted? No, but I'm a grown man. I've been traded before. I know how to deal with them. You have to take it in that way. It's a business, so I don't get too upset. Now, you know, 
one thing with the Bulls, I do think that they've been exploring things with, with Zach Levine as far as the trade market because that's what a front office does, especially when you're a team that struggled to get out the play. You didn't make it out the plane. You struggled to make the playing tournament, right? But it seems that the asking price for, for Zach Levine remains high. And so the Bulls still want a good young player, multiple first-round picks, and salary filler, right? Or on the opposite end of that, they want one first-round pick and an established high-end player. The Bulls have an extremely high asking price if it comes to moving Zach Levine, and that shows the value that they still see in Zach. And I know some Bulls fans, especially Montez, right, I think that's his name, the guy, the crazy guy in the comments, right, they say things about, like, just send Zach off. Zach should be this. Zach should be that. Zach is still a player that has tons of value, and I think he's going to show that even more now coming into the season uh, fully healthy, right, not having to rehab and things this offseason. At least you hope that he's going to show that. And I think, you know, that's going to be indicative and showed as well if the Bulls are looking and listening to deals for Zach. And it seems we've heard that teams have made calls on Zach, but a lot of teams aren't willing to match the asking price of Zach Levine. It's very similar to what we've heard with the Chicago Bulls and a player like Alice Caruso, right? A player that other teams have called about, other teams are interested in, but they, they look at that value so high with those players because they know what they mean to the team and can mean to other teams that they have a high asking price. And that, to me, is not a bad thing at all. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, We'll be able to, you know, see how that continues to go for the Chicago Bulls. Do I see that Zach, do I think Zach will be moved? Much like I've said before, I think they're going to give this team that time. I think that this front office is probably zeroing in on that summer of 2025 being the summer that they're going to make some tough decisions one way or another. That would mean including moving Zach Levine, who at that point would be 30, right? That may mean including letting Vooch walk away or sending him off to think, He'll have one more year left on his deal at that point in time, right? Letting him walk away. Maybe moving uh, a a young player, right? Maybe trying to package picks, whatever it is, right? I think that that's the next time we see this team make a huge pivot in direction if they aren't on that clear path of ascending to the level that they and the fans want them to ascend to by then. So I think that's where we're starting to go to, what we'll see with this team. You guys, again, let me know what you guys think on that. If you agree, disagree, I personally don't see Zach going anywhere anytime soon, but hey, Maybe you guys see something different. Now, moving on from that, we also got one of the, the young players coming into the season that was a, a kind of a question mark on exactly what his role is going to be, right? And that is Io DeSumo. And Io showed, you know, some things. It seems like physically he's absolutely ready. Uh, maybe going to even take more threes this season and things like that. Um, but, you know, he when he was asked and talked about, you know, some of the things that he wanted to do coming into the season, he just talked about more so the mental aspect of his game. And it seems like he actually got advice from Lonzo Ball as well on the sidelines there. But at the end of the day, it seems like he's really working on that jump shot. He said this. And then, of course, just my jump shot, being more confident in the unders uh, when defenders go under screens, taking the defense, taking what the defense is giving me. When you look at what Ayo DeSumo's role is, pro- is going to be for this Bulls team coming off the bench, right? You know, I know that AK and Billy Donovan mentioned him as one of the players that could compete for that starting point guard role, but we haven't really seen that. Even hearing in practice that he's, you know, doing ball hand, uh, ball handling responsibility, sharing that with with uh, Jalen, um, Jalen, I keep saying Jalen, Javon Carter coming off the bench and stuff like that. I think when it comes down to it, Iowa understands that this is a season where Iowa's going to have to fight for his role, whatever that is, right? And if he performs well in that, He's going to get a role on this team. I think when you look at the defensive upside, things like that, that Io has, there's a role, always going to be a role for a player like that on a team like the Chicago Bulls or any team in the NBA. But he has to work on the other parts of his game. If he cannot find a way to get to the rim and finish at the rim 
entering, that's the biggest thing, right? If you're not a scorer, fine. But when you have clear opportunities at that rim, like Io's had at certain times, you have to be able to finish that. And that's one part of Io's game that I'm sure everybody, I'm sure the Bulls, I'm sure his teammates have talked to him about shoring up that part of his game. Because if he does, listen, there's a more than enough minutes to go around. And I think that Io's also a player that can get on the court. And, you know, you, you just got to see it, right? You just got to see it. He has to be more consistent. He has to be more confident. Seems like the confidence isn't uh, something that we're worried on right now. But, you know, we'll see with that. And so that kind of gets me to the last topic that I wanted to talk about here, right, on today's episode. And that is continuity, right? That has been such a buzzword with Chicago and this Bulls team for so long, right, for over a year at this point. And I would say this, what if the continuity starts paying off this year? And that's something that we really do have to start looking at with this Bulls team is that as much as we the memes and the jokes and the things about continuity, when you look at the way that Kobe White came in, right, to that first preseason game, the aggressiveness, when you look at P. Will, right, it seems like the continuity for those players is starting to pay off, right? And, you know, they're starting to understand their roles with this with this core three. Uh, Billy Donovan maybe even finding out ways to u- utilize them a little bit better, right? And if we can get the Vooch facilitating part of it down as well, that's another sign. The continuity takes time. And I know that that's the part that sucks is when the, you're betting on continuity and the team so far has underperformed, right, for the, for the large part. Largest part of it, we've had some flashes, some winning streaks there and stuff like that, but we've underperformed. And so it's a tough thing to ask a fan base to trust in continuity when the team is struggling. But I think that coming into this season, this will be the year if we really do see if that continuity is paying off in the way that AK, Eversley, and the coaching staff hopes that it would, right? And you know, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not as out on continuity as what I thought I would be coming into the second season in a row where we're basically betting on that. Now, where we have made changes at with Javon Carter, with Tory Craig, that definitely can help strengthen the continuity portion of this roster. But I want to I want to present it to this is that we may actually be seeing that continuity pay off this season. But we got to see if that's going to be the case, and it, it's really going to come down to what the brand of basketball is on the basketball court, and the way that the Chicago Bulls can win these games, right? And so, you know, I know a lot of preseason games, and I know the people who didn't actually watch the game are kind of panicking, well, the Bucks were out for their three big players, and we still got to actually watch basketball games, especially if you're going to leave comments like that. But if the continuity portion of this is a thing that starts actually paying off dividends in wins, listen, the, the, the ceiling is still the ceiling for this team. But we may start seeing the benefits of that even more so than what we saw last year. And, you know, I'm going to give them the opportunity to try to wow me on that. But, hey, we'll end up seeing another preseason game on Thursday. We'll keep dropping our daily content up until that point. But make sure you guys stay tuned in and locked in. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773 773- 270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.